your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, welcome to this Thursday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. If you guys notice, you know my mood is definitely not where it usually is, even after any kind of losses. Even the you know the two nothing deflated loss against the Islanders, I was more you know happier um, during that episode. But this one, you know, I honestly have not been um, this affected by a Penguins loss. I guess is the best way to say it since 2015 uh, when they lost that series against the Rangers. 2016 and 2017 were obviously great. 2018 they get a pass because you know they were gassed against Capitals. 2019 that kind of stunk against the Islanders, but okay, you know you make some changes, move on. 2020 a bit annoying, but also during a pandemic year. But now. After this 56-game season, you're playing all your division teams. Um, this one is probably one of the worst losses, um, honestly, since 2015. Um, they had this game. You were up 3-0. You played a great five minutes. I, I Even after this game, you know, I pulled up that Michelle Terrian video of his rant. I think it was during, what, the 2006 season or something like that, where he just went on a full-on rant about the team. And, you know, that, that this quote strung out to me, you know. Am I going to be happy with eight minutes? No, I'm not going to be happy playing eight minutes. You know, I, I always think their job is to be the worst defensive squad in the league. That those two quotes right there, and honestly, that just summed up the Penguins' night tonight. They played five minutes or eight minutes, as Michelle Terrian said, uh, and then lost. They quit. They they basically quit on on themselves tonight. Their defensive performance was absolutely pathetic. We're going to get more into that coming up, but just an absolute deflating embarrassing, pathetic performance by the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Um, a game that they had to have, standings-wise, playoff-wise, so many playoff implications. Um, there were less than three minutes left. Even when the Flyers tied it, I kept saying, you got to get at least a point out of this. you got to get to overtime because with the Penguins, they, they could have sold in overtime just because of how they played it three-on-three. Three. It's almost like in a video game um, where you kind of land somewhere with someone else in like a battle royale 50-50, um, and the Penguins win that 50-50 every time, which is three-on-three three almost. And the Penguins have been doing that all season. They had just been killing the opposition or just you know getting the, the gun in a battle royale and just killing the other guy almost every time. So I was hoping that was going to happen again. Nope. The defensive performance was pathetic with two minutes to go, and it uh, it, it, it cost them. And you know I, I'm, I'm really also getting sick and tired. Of, sorry about the, the Discord notification. I'm just going to quit out of that right now. I'm really getting sick and tired of Mike Sullivan have the same garbage answers game after game after game after game and after game. You know, we didn't play hard enough. We didn't play fast enough. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll go back and make adjustments or, you know, it, it's just, you know, basically I don't think we're good enough in front of the net. I don't think we spend enough time in the offensive zone to get to the net front. It's like, wow, Mike, it's basically been that way. The whole entire season, and you keep saying this after every bad loss, you know, obviously tonight was the pinnacle of that, and nothing changes. You had a great performance the other night when your team took it to the Flyers without Sidney Crosby, and yet he came back to this game. You, you know, you rallied around in the first five minutes. Hell yeah, looks like it's going to be a blowout, maybe a 6 nothing game like we saw in Game 1 of 2018 against this team. And then, you know, maybe there looks like they're going to pull Brian Elliott, the Flyers take that timeout. 
And then after that, the Penguins stop playing. And it's like, you know, you're you're the coach of this team. You have to get your players, you know, in the best position to succeed. You got to get your players up for these games. And, you know, if you're not going to be the one to do this, you know, someone's going to show you the door. You know, I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to the ledge of potentially making a coaching change. Um, I, I, and I love Mike Sullivan. You know, I, I've defended him so often to my friends, you know, people that I know that cover the team. Um, just other podcasts that I go on, etc. He's a top five coach in this league. He will be picked up by another team when he inevitably leaves the Penguins. He's not going to coach here forever, obviously, but you know he'll be picked up within thirty minutes. But you know there comes a point in time where something gets stale, and I think we're on our way to that right now. You know, just with the, what's happened the last two um, postseasons, with the way the team has flamed out, what's going on this year, a game that they had to have tonight. You were about to take a two-point lead in the standings. There were, what, six and a half minutes, seven minutes to go. You just got to get through that. You're so close. You give you, Obviously, the Flyers got a lucky break there with the Scott Lawton goal, but... I mean, and then after that, you got to get at least a point, get it to three on three, where your team has been so good, and you just your team just stops skating, and they just can't even defend the net front. Um, it's just I don't get it. You know, people are going to point to the fact that you know, well, the, the, the power play gave the, the, the game away after they went three nothing, and you know, I think that's a bit that's a bit not fair. You know, obviously the Penguins' power play is a real problem right now. You would have loved them to score in that situation after Nolan Patrick made himself look like an idiot tonight with the stuff from Mark Friedman. But, I mean, it, it, there's still, what, 50 minutes of game to play? You have time to win the game. If you get the fourth goal, I think, like Sid said after the game, um, the game is probably over. The big one that I even tweeted about it, excuse me, sorry, um, during the game, Evgeny Malkin had that chance right in front of the net, probably 15, 10 feet out. Elliott makes a great glove save. He scores on that, makes it 4-2 about halfway through the third. That game is over. The Flyers most likely do not tie that game, and I will die on that hill. So it's missed chances like that. But they also really weren't getting any good scoring opportunities after this, those after those first five minutes. I mean, you can honestly count them on one hand. You know, that Geno chance, the one against the one from the slot, the Crosby wraparound. And I think that's basically it. It was a total turd fest, shit fest, garbage, whatever you want to call it. Um, for those last 50 minutes, um, it's just pathetic. I, I'm honestly just running out of things to say. Um, it was a deflating loss. You know, now you're two points behind the Flyers. Um, they, they're they're three and one against you on the season. They also have two games in hand on you, and you know that it sets up this Saturday as a must-win for the Penguins this the, for this game, especially in regulation. I know they have the Rangers coming up at home. That's obviously huge, but. It's just they have to win that game. You have to take two points there. If you can get back and tie them in the standings, your schedule gets easier. But, you know, I feel like I am just keep saying the same thing for the last week or two or whatever, you know. And then I feel like, you know, once they play Buffalo, who's been terrible against every team this season, the Penguins are just going to give away games. I mean, they shouldn't be just because Buffalo is so terrible. But that's where it could be at some point. And it's just... It's really annoying seeing the defensive effort from this team. I guess I'll just go into a little bit before the commercial break. Um, you have to send this Mike Matheson, John Marino pairing to the sun, to the moon, to Pluto, to Mars, uh, to ha- somewhere down where the Titanic sinks. Um, it is a terrible, and I mean a terrible pairing. Um, I-, I don't know what Mike Sullivan sees in it. Uh, it's just, it's it's awful. Uh, Mike Matheson is a tire fire in his own end. 
Um, it, it was that third, I think it was the uh, third goal when Jari cleared the puck to Matheson and he couldn't even get the puck out, gives it basically right to Giroux, goes off law, and it's like, Matheson, you, you have to make a play there, man. That's just embarrassing. And then on the fourth goal, the Penguins are so bad at defending their net front. What pairing is on the ice? The Matheson-Marino pairing, just because it's our starting to look like a little bit like the Johnson-Schultz pairing last season, and I'm sorry for saying that, but I have to be objective. That's true. John Marino, I don't think enough of Penguin fans are talking about just how bad he's been this year. You know, the offensive production is certainly not there. That was the one big thing that I was really hoping that we would see from him this season, and that has tanked. His possession has tanked. Um, his expected goals for have tanked, and his defensive effort has also tanked. I mean, he just looks lost Every single time he's on the ice, especially defending his net, he's making plays that he, like that were, are so much worse than he was from last season. It's just like, what happened to last season's John Marino? I really don't understand it. I mean, maybe if you get him away from Matheson, you put Pedersen with him, that's going to help him. I, I think so. Um, but Mike Matheson, it's just... You know, he had that nice week, but these last couple games, it just has not been there for him. And, you know, he just, as King Clarkie says, he's playing like a four. And I think that basically is his natural position at this point. Um, that pairing stinks, but also the Penguins, they, they just, they have never defended their net front at all this season. It has been a, a, a season-wide issue. Excuse me, I know I know, I keep stuttering. I apologize for that. Um, the penalty kill, again, was atrocious. Tonight, after the, the, the Penguins went up 3-0, the Flyers got that power play, took their penalty killers to school. I was on um, Chad's podcast today with Jesse Marshall, and we, we just kept talking about the PK. And it's, just, it's very passive. Again, they didn't get any um, sticks in the passing lanes. They're basically letting the Flyers do whatever they want. Tanev has an easy clear there, doesn't get it out, and then Sean Couturier just rivals it past Tristan Jari. And speaking of Tristan Jari, I feel terrible for him for this game. He played his ass off. He has played his ass off for nine straight games. He was making some 10 bell saves. The one save that he had, which was truly remarkable, he stacked his pads, and I think the Flyers still scored a couple seconds later. That was the Couturier one. It's just like, you have to help your goalie out, at least at some in some capacity, for God's sakes. Um, it was just, I felt really bad watching him back there. He was making way too many um, saves that he that just that he didn't need to make just because of the Penguins' defensive effort. But yeah, I think that basically just sums up a little bit about the game. Obviously, we have a lot more to get to. We'll do the listener takeaways, of course. You know, talk about some other parts about this game. Before we do that, it is time to talk about BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up for. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts with the promo code Locked On. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So, um, it just I think another problem with this team, they have a lot of players in their lineup right now that they should just not be in their lineup. And a lot of that does go to Jim Rutherford because um, I don't think there's a better way to say this. I'm sorry, excuse me for the language. He fucked this team on his way out. Uh, I apologize for saying that. I don't usually say that on this podcast. I said it way back. But, you know, that is exactly what he did. He just said, you know what? 
see ya, I'm done with this bitch, and he just left town. And um, especially after all the moves he made, sacrificed so many picks and all that, just basically winging it, you know, a lot, he, he's just, the construction of this team is his doing. I mean, Mark Jankowski should be a first-line center in the AHL right now. Um, you have Colton Sevier, who just doesn't really do anything. You have Sam Lafferty, who skates hard, and that's it. Um, Anthony Angelo, who also does nothing, maybe skates hard, doesn't even contribute anything offensively and defensively. Mike Matheson's playing the wrong position. Um, I didn't even have a problem with trading Patrick Hornquist at the time, but I mean, Mike Matheson should not be the player that you acquire in a trade for Patrick Hornquist, who, oh yeah, everyone, he's lighting up the, with the Panthers this year. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's almost averaging like a point per game at this point for them. He's He's been that good. Mark Friedman was great tonight. He's been a great waiver claim. I guess that's an only good positive, though he was also knocked out of the game because, of course, the Penguins' injury curse has to live on. I think his expected goals for percentage these past couple of games is almost, I think it's like 80-84%. I know the last game was 84%. I don't think it changed this game, and he had an awesome goal to make it 2 nothing. And then, you know, I guess for more positives, great to see Jared McCann get his fourth goal of the season. You know, I, I saw, you know, J Josh Yoey is my guy. You know, I've had him on the Locked On Penguins podcast numerous times. Wonderful human being, one of the best people, honestly, that I've talked to for this and just for hockey stuff. I did, I do disagree with him in his uh, the athletic article when he talked about um, that you know they should just move on from McCann. You know what kind of player is he and all that. Um, he he's been great when he's played this year. You know he leads the team in points per sixty. Um, I think CK four hundred four response code had this great tweet um, from this morning that looked. Um, excuse me, I'm just trying to find the tweet at how good McCann has been this year. You know, like I said, the 2.51 points per 60. He has 7.96 shots per 60, third on the team. 1.26 primary assists per 60. And he has a 56.6 expected goals for percentage on this team. That is second overall, and he's also been injured quite a bit this year. And, you know, that's also playing wing for most of the season. He's not even playing his natural position, and he's still putting up those good numbers. I never really understand the Jared McCann, well, some of Jared McCann's criticism. He was obviously not good um, in the second half of last season. He lost his goal-scoring touch. Um, but, you know, they gave him a contract extension as a prove-it. I was fine with it. And he's been good this season. You know, I, I like that, how they're using him right now on Malkin's wing. I still prefer him at center. But he's not a problem with the team right now. He's just, he's not. I liked, you know, Chris Letang also got another goal. He's really turned his game around. But it's just, you know, that I'm going to keep saying it. This team is not going to go anywhere with so many garbage special teams and such bad defensive play in front of their goaltender. A lot of their issues early on in the season have turned around. Even Evgeny Malkin is playing better. I mean, tonight, you know, maybe not as much, but, you know, in recent games, he's looked a lot better and a, a little bit more like the Evgeny Malkin that we've seen from the last couple of seasons. But just the defensive zone coverage, especially in the net front, is atrocious. If you look at the heat maps from natural Star Trek on almost every game, you know, the Penguins do a great job of keeping these teams, you know, away from everything except the net front and all those high danger chances. They're, they haven't stopped it all season. I don't expect them to stop it now. That's just how they've been all year. And it's just so frustrating to watch the same things happen over and over and over again. I, I really, it's just like, it's a cycle to be honest with you all. I, I really don't get it. Um, it's something that needs fixed, but, you know, do I even trust Mike Sullivan to make that fix right now? I'm not really sure. You know, I said it earlier in the podcast. I'm sick and tired of the same answers from every single uh, loss like this or just loss in general. 
Um, you know, he, he coached under John Tortorella. So, you know, at some point, you know, maybe he'll have that John Tortorella kind of rant or just go on that Michelle Terrian rant that I talked about earlier on just because that rant basically sums up this game. As I said, they played for five to eight minutes. They stopped skating. They're, they are almost like their goal is to be the worst defensive squad in the team, in the league, excuse me. And there was just, there's no pushback. There, there's no spirit. There's no heart. There's no loyalty. There, there was nothing I saw tonight that even resembled anything of that. Um, this was the polar opposite of Penguins hockey. And I was just, I, I was really disappointed by it, this effort tonight. Because, you know, especially it looked like they were going to blast the Flyers into oblivion in those first five minutes, send a message to them and the rest of the league saying, hey, you know, the Penguins might be back here. But nope, they just go back to their same old inconsistent ways. I still cannot get a read on this team. And I don't think I'm going to get a read on this team. Um, for the rest of the season, you know, circle this game, everyone, because if the Penguins miss the playoffs and there's a very real possibility that that happens, this might be the game that costs them their playoff berth if they miss it by one to two points. You know, the Flyers still have a couple games in hand on them right now. And yeah, you know, if, if they take care of business against Buffalo and New Jersey, take away most of those points, yeah, they should be able to make the playoffs. But do we even trust that the Penguins are going to do that right now? I mean, I know I was... Um, or earlier on in the week and early on last week, but right now after this performance, uh, I, I don't know. And also just, you know, just any given night, anything can happen. So we'll have to see what happens. But yeah, everyone, I just, I don't think there's much else to say about this performance before I get to the takeaway segment. I'm gonna, we're going to, I'm going to kind of like uh, do a little bit, something different coming, going forward with the listener takeaways. I'll just bring the listeners um, into the show doing some other stuff. But tonight I do want to get your takeaways and, and talk about that. And yes, you know, Evan Rodriguez should be a help to the fourth line. He bumps out Anthony Angelo. I would expect him to be back next game. Brian Dumoulin is getting much closer. He was full contact. I expect him to get in the lineup for Mark Friedman. And then you just need to slide Matheson down or just take him out and put Chad Ruedel in. I mean, is it really that bad to have a CC Ruedel third pairing? I really don't think so. They, Ruedel was one of their best defensemen when he was playing this season. Mike Matheson is terrible in his own zone. He's not playing his actual good position. And, you know, it's just that Matheson-Marino pairing is costing them games. So, you know, I know I sound like a broken record. I apologize on that. But it's just really frustrating to watch them do this, the same things game after game after game, and they're just not being consistent enough. Um, but okay, before we do get to the rock, um, the next segment, excuse me, it's time to talk about RockAuto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com for shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at the website are always low and the same professionals and do-it-yourselvers. Why should you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and you can write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. I also apologize, everyone, if I've sounded a bit heated tonight. I, I normally just don't get heated after these kind of losses. You know, maybe a little bit of the fan in me is coming out. I, I try to be objective as possible. I, I call it how it is. I try not to be like biased. You know, I don't try to be a homer or something like that like I used to be back in the day. And you all know what you're going to get um, when you listen to this podcast. I'm a straight shooter. If the team is sucking, I'm going to tell you that they suck. 
If they're playing good, I'm going to tell you that they're playing good. And if for if they're sucking, I'm going to tell you why they're sucking. So I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, maybe that helps, maybe it doesn't. But let's get to the listener takeaways. A few here. Alan T. Yoder, 10 minutes were great, 50 minutes were pathetic. Being in the arena after Philly's timeout, they didn't look like they wanted to win. Can't believe I sat through that. Also, Flyers fans are the worst, have to do uh, better on Saturday. Um, yeah, I am so sorry that you had to sit through that for 50 minutes. Um, I know you were at the game on Tuesday. That was great. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine having to sit through that. I honestly probably would have just been cussing out my ass. Um, walking out the arena. Fiona says it's like they had an iced coffee and then had an extreme caffeine rush that just went right to them. Honestly, that's a great um, comparison. Um, she also says, but luckily a lot of the injured players are getting better. What the F happened with the Patrick situation? If he takes four runs at a guy in two games, how is he not suspended? Yeah, I mean, the Nolan Patrick thing, I, I don't know if he's going to get suspended for that. He probably won't. I don't know if he should either. The first hit shot probably should have been a five-minute major. I don't know if I would have given him misconduct, but that was not a two-minute boring. That's just, that's Tim Peel officiating right there, everyone. I mean, that that's just how he calls games. Oh, I understand why uh, people are going to be upset about that. It was a trash hit. I know Freeman got knocked out of the game after that, but he also kind of took a run at Patrick. I'm not really going to blame Patrick for that second one, but the first one, yeah, that was a garbage cross-check. That's everything that uh, the league needs to get out of the game. Maybe he'll get a fine for it, but who knows, but yeah, it was basically an iced coffee and then they had an extreme caffeine rush and they didn't know what the hell to do with themselves. Alex Stevens says, bad play all round after a good start. Matheson had an awful game. The power play is officially back to being a momentum killer too. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it was early on in the third period. I didn't even get to touch on that um, in this episode. They had the power play 3-2. Big, big stretch right there. You can make it 4-2. Nope, they get not even, don't even get really a shot attempt on it. And it uh, f- flutters out and the Flyers ended up tying the game with like six minutes left. So it's like... You know, you have an ample good time to potentially get take some momentum from the Flyers, and they couldn't even do that. So that was just really disappointing to see. The power play is a joke. The PK is still a joke. And yeah, Matheson, like you said, um, he was truly terrible. Mr. Know-it-all says, great start, then a complete embarrassment by the de- defense. Any pressure on them, and they coughed it up. Phantom high stick penalty. Yes, I do remember that. It didn't even touch him. Again, that's Tim Peel officiating. They always like to turn these games that look like they're going to be blowouts and make them interesting. I know the Penguins stopped skating, but you know, I guess maybe that was a turning point a little bit. But still, those just those calls stink. Um, he also says the PK no puck pressure and a goal. Thanks, ref. Eighty-seven and seventy-one lines would rather try a fancy pass than shoot. The power play was junk. Yeah, I didn't really notice Sidney Crosby that much tonight. Obviously, he had that great first opening shift, which set the tone for the first five minutes. But after that, um, those last 50, 55 minutes, um, they did not really generate a lot of scoring chances on that. Like you said, the PK was a disgrace. Um, the defense stunk. I'm just. I'm glad you guys are seeing what I'm seeing. To be honest, sometimes I feel like I'm seeing stuff that makes me insane. But I'm glad you guys just back me up on it. Um, a few more here. Gilbert the Goat says, pathetic, embarrassing, disgusting, all of the above. Such a great start, which ended in a complete disaster. Crosby has not been playing good recently, in my opinion. Ronnie Hextall needs to start making some moves for a top six forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping so at some point. You know, I don't know if he's going to make a trade just yet. He's a lot more patient with his teams. But I do think as the deadline gets closer, he is going to make a move or two. Hopefully they do get that top six forward. He also says Malkin needs to put that last chance away. Big game on Saturday. Yeah. Gino, he's got a – that was a great save by Elliott. He's, he usually scores on that probably eight or nine out of ten times. But 
yeah, they score there and the game is over. And I agree that if there's a big game coming on Saturday, they have to take two points there. King Clarkie in his usual tone, for the love of all that is holy, please make Matheson a winger. Yes, I'm just ready for him to be a winger at this point. Please stop stop him having to play defense in his own zone. And finally, Fry Time couldn't agree more. Forget the 3 nothing lead. Team relapsed to the same old poor defensive coverage and sloppy play. But hey, Jari was still solid. Rest was garbage and they should be embarrassed. Yeah, I mean, the team should be embarrassed. Tristan Jari, again, I feel terrible for him. He was awesome the entire game. And he had to make way too many 10-bell saves than he should have. So, yeah, I think that wraps up this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I know it wasn't kind, but... Um, this episode was never going to be kind, especially with the effort that they put up for the last 50 minutes of this game. But I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of the podcast. Maybe I'll try to get a guest or try to get you guys um, incorporated into the show in different areas. But I appreciate you all listening to this one, and I will talk to you all on Friday.